Hey everybody, welcome! It is just after 7 o'clock, which means that it's time for The Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. Your host as always, Johnny Torres. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in as we come to you from uh, some new digs. Uh, you know, it, uh, just stay tuned over the next uh, number of weeks. Uh, we've got uh, a lot in store for you. As I told you, lots of changes coming, but uh, nonetheless, same great show we have in store for you. Uh, a lot of familiar faces uh, that are going to be on the panel today um, and certainly no shortage of topics and so speaking of topics let's go ahead and go into those right now uh, first of all we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, a friend we haven't talked about in a long time uh, the one and only president obama and his oh birthday bash um, and all the controversy like that just yesterday. <laughs> literally that's right um, we're also going to be talking about the um, uh, governor our, our new friend in Governor Cuomo and uh, the issues he's having, and uh, and of course, uh, you know how the tide is quickly turned on him. Uh, we're going to be talking about the mass mandates, uh, not only here and in Florida, but uh, Hillsborough County and nationwide. Uh, we'll talk about how that situation is going. And uh, what's the last one? I forgot the last one. Let's see. Uh, the well, in general, we're talking about Cuomo? Democrat hypocrisy, you know, when it comes to COVID and the uh, COVID restrictions, uh, and so uh, that Obama oh birthday bash kind of falls into that category there. So, with that being said, those are our topics for tonight. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the audio version of our podcast over at the Google, uh, oh, well, actually, all the tech overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. Uh, now joining me on the big table uh, for today's show, the one and only Joe Wicker. How you doing, sir? What's up? What's up? <laughs> uh, Joe, uh, responsible for for today's digs, and uh, we're we're trying it on, seeing how it fits. Know, seeing how it's going to work. It's right. So we're, far, so far, so good. Make it home. The, make it, gotta, that's right. We're still moving in. <laughs> and uh, and over uh, to the far right. Is the far right Anibal David Cabrera? <laughs> yeah. I try. I, I try to fit that motif. Although I don't think I don't think he I don't think you're right of Joe. Joe's uh, just yeah. quite a conservative. If we were doing it ideologically, I would be off camera. <laughs> I'd be to my right, your left, off camera. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, so uh, one of the things that uh, the Democrats have been consistent about, if anything, has been their hypocrisy when it comes to the coronavirus and COVID. Um, by the way. For those of you watching, now's the time where you want to like, comment, share the show as we get into our first topic. And the reason we're bringing this back up is because just in the last two, three weeks, we've seen ridiculous examples of liberal hypocrisy when it comes to the handling of the coronavirus. Uh, they've obviously been sounding the alarm since day one that, you know, we must shut down and shelter ourselves as if we were about to be, you know, uh, invaded by some foreign force. Um, and yet, uh, in the past few weeks, we had the mayor of Chicago, who famously, you know, has uh, turned everything into a racial problem. Right, right. Um, uh, basically, or it's Indiana's fault. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or it's that's like right. Indiana's fault. Well, and she was saying, well, let's um, let's implement some mandates. Let's let's kind of do the lockdown thing because I think they they feel like they got a surge coming. Right, right. Um, and uh, somebody reminded her, hey, mayor, um, we kind of got this big music festival coming. Uh, it's called Lollapalooza. It's kind of a big deal. 
Um, <laughs> do you mind if we just kind of hold off on that? And she's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's have hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> in a major music festival over a number of days uh, gather I all wonder in if she close knows proximity. What Lollapalooza is because Lollapalooza is at least 20 years old, right? Oh, it's, she knows. It's, it's, oh, she, yeah. I mean, she it, knows. well, and again, I mean, these, these are the people who I'm sure she was the first to get the phone call from and saying, hey, we've spent a lot of money to put yeah, this together. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, and again, they're, they're, and they're all. they're in contracts, so they would get sued if they violated. Exactly. They'd have, basically, they got to pay every, they'd have to pay all that. Yeah. And then the city loses out on all the, they, they've already been hit hard economically, you know, by COVID. This was kind of a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel that would obviously, you know, bring right. in a lot of tourism revenue. Um, and uh, so she's like, yeah. Sure, let's kind of go ahead and and uh, let's kind of hold off on all these mandates. And we'll just put them in once you guys are done with this little music festival you guys are putting on. Um, There's no rhyme or reason to any of it. No, no. Um, while Anibal does his taxes, you know, we can also <laughs> point out. <laughs> some There's of, no rhyme or reason to it. It's uh, crazy. John, that's very close, by the way. That's commentary <laughs> from you, I, I just feel like yeah. Chicago is one of those. I feel like I'm not allowed in Chicago or something. Like I, I feel like. Probably like, not. I feel like if I showed up, <laughs> they'd probably be like, be red flags. Yeah, I, I feel like for some reason they would know I was there. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want your kind here. Like, I, I just feel like I'm, I'm, yeah, I wouldn't fit in or something because it's such a crazy place. I mean, beautiful city, amazing. I've actually have been there before. You know, really cool place, really cool city. And then their politics. Other than from Eminem, so I've always heard good things. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's just crazy because that mayor, I mean, literally, whether it's guns, COVID. Oh, wait, that's Detroit. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whether it's, whether it's guns, COVID, immigration, like you name it, she literally yeah. blames Illinois. And I mean, excuse me, blames Indiana, Indiana and says yeah. they're bring, it's coming over here. Right. And it's like, lady, no. Okay, now not. now let's use that logic with the southern border and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, but this, again, this oh, all... Oh, right. Oh, right. No, no, nobody wants to talk about that. <laughs> right, right, so right. We, you, you opened up talking about hypocrisy. And so this is the problem. Like, in, in I, I was talking with somebody, a clinical page that I'm on, I was talking with these people and they were like, why aren't people just listening to us? And I'm like, well, you got to understand, when policymakers are telling us that we need to be vaccinated in order to go to a restaurant in our community, okay, but then a million illegal immigrants are going to come across the board right. over the course of 12 Untested. months. And they're not tested, and we know many of them, we know there are infections that occur right. in, the, in those uh, facilities where they're holding them. You're 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 basically vaccine shaming a bunch of you know ordinary Americans that are have been dealing with this for over a year, but you're in the at the same time allowing millions of people just to flood across the border, with 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 you know there's infectious disease coming across the border. Right. We know that happens. Yeah. Um, prior to COVID, we know that happens because mm -hmm. they come from locations that still struggle with uh, infectious disease that we don't struggle with, right? Yep. And so as long as you're doing things like that, you're going to have a hard time getting people to believe you and trust you because it's such blatant hypocrisy. And you don't have to have a medical degree to see that some of this stuff just doesn't make sense. Well, I think really quickly to kind of bring that around to the the, the latest kind of little back and forth between uh, President Biden and Governor DeSantis, you know, uh, apparently, you know, there was another retort and and. President Biden said, Governor who? 
Yeah. You know, like all of a sudden, you know, which yeah. which doesn't look good when the, people they, pretty much think you have Alzheimer's as it is. <laughs> uh, people think yeah. you're already, you know, uh, at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the the thing is, is they you don't know, say he, that every two years come election time. They don't say that every election, right. though. They, but, they're all about Florida come elections. Well, but that's the thing. And so all of a sudden, you know, Governor DeSantis, you know, uh, pushes back. And, and, and he says, well, look, you know, until you do your job by securing the borders and stopping the influx of people, he's like, I don't want to be lectured on COVID. Yeah. He's like, don't lecture me on yeah. COVID um, because it's true. I mean, and the problem is, is that you don't see them criticizing New York. You don't see them criticizing um, California, who are also seeing surges in very similar numbers. Um, but again, it's because he's the target. They know he's the twenty-four yeah. target. You they know, can't just, go after you, Trump. You just right? made me think of something. You they don't want to stoke the fire with Trump, but they know they can go after DeSantis because right now he's the face of twenty twenty-four. Right. So it's already so right. So they have political objectives within their criticism, which I think a lot of just everyday folks don't realize that a lot of what you're seeing on the media is prepping you. I mean, they're they're actually laying the groundwork for the talking points that are going to be coming into your mailbox right. in about another 12 to 18 months. So um, you just reminded me of something, though. Remember in the beginning of COVID when, when like, we knew that there was too much spread to stop it? Like, we knew, right. we knew community spread had occurred. We knew that um, even though Trump closed the borders at the end of January with China, that that didn't, it was going to be, it was too, still too late. And New York was like, I mean, they didn't know what was, I mean, like they were in the throes of it and they saw like, you know, this thing turning into potentially like a, a, a black plague. Sure. I mean, like they yeah. were, they were really fearful, right? Yeah. And rightfully so, right? They were extremely concerned. And so was California. States that have massive populations and have high concentrations of people in certain cities. Those two governors were extremely concerned about COVID. They knew that they were going to be incapable of handling the entire situation on their own. They needed the military. They wanted the hospital ships. They wanted, they needed, they needed and wanted everything they could get. They wanted the federal government. They wanted the federal government. And President Trump was like, whatever you need, right? And he was all about whatever right. you need, we will make it happen. He even, I mean, literally yeah. went out of his way to help California. Yes, yeah. he did. Went out of his way to help two states that never going to vote, didn't vote for him, never going to vote for him. But here's what you saw, though, in that, in that small period of time, there was maybe a month, you know, those there was a moment there of like bipartisanship where everybody kind of set their differences aside and understood that this was a serious health crisis that was going to kill you regardless of your political affiliation right. and people set politics aside for a second and the governors were 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 about working with president trump to just solve the problem and as soon as people kind of got their head above water and could kind of see what was ahead regardless of how it was going to go good or bad that's when all of it started. That's when they all started in on it, and it's never stopped since then. And I think that's the, politic the politicization of COVID has probably led to the deaths of people um, on both sides of the aisle, however you want to look at it. And um, unfortunately, I think it's eroded the public trust of, of public health officials, politicians, 
um, and and maybe even some of their own you know people that they deal with clinically like their doctors. But it and, should. And but stuff like that. that is the that is it's what a sad they, thing. But that's what they get for making this as political as it has become. Where you have situations where this the health um, the health governments in New York City and New York State refused to release their data because they didn't oh, want it right. to be used as a, a political fodder yeah. to get to get uh, get pummeled with. Cuomo. Well, they didn't want to have to acknowledge. Well, they didn't want to have to acknowledge. All the nursing home deaths and all yeah, that, and but and, that's and, political. And they they did that on purpose because they thought they were riding high. Because again, people were talking about Cuomo, Cuomo running for the presidency when yeah. things yeah. were going the way yeah. they were going, and they yeah. loved the idea of Cuomo. Yeah. I mean, we being were able to hit back the president yeah. against Trump. We were months into this pandemic, and yeah. he was already writing a book about it. Yeah, yeah. and and what a lot of people don't realize because um, a lot of people think, oh, that's Republicans trying to take him down. Something a lot of people don't realize is a lot of times when you have turmoil going on with a politician, a lot of times it's their own party. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's people that want your job or there's people that feel like you're a competitor for the next job that they then want. And so New York is run by Democrats. Everybody around Cuomo is a Democrat. Right. The Republicans don't have to say anything about what's going on. In yeah. fact, I'm, sh- I'm sure they would have already. It's the Democrats that were bringing down Cuomo. Well, what's, amer- what, what's amazing to me is how self-destructive, I mean, he really has been in terms of his own political career, you know, between fixing the numbers uh, regarding COVID uh, uh, cases, yep. deaths, yep. Um, and, and, and now with all the Me Too stuff, not to get yep. down, uh, you know, off topic, right. but, you know, this Me Too stuff is now, you know, all this these sexual harassment allegations and all that is also bringing down a ton of people, yep. you know, yep. with him, including possibly even his brother. I mean, not that, you know, his brother right. had much journalistic credibility to begin yeah, with, um, but now they're saying that he may go down because he was helping his brother craft a lot of Kinda, the messaging. Yeah, yeah, sure, of course he was. Yeah, yeah so I, I think we'll get more into this when we get to that topic. Right. But I think what we're seeing now is that uh, you're really starting to see that breakdown between red and blue states and how how the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party is allowing themselves to be to be dictated by the way they're reacting to this all. So you have these... I, I could not understand the, the, the position that they're trying to find themselves in, that they're saying everyone... Ha- they're trying to mandate everything on everyone, but yet they don't want to be held accountable for those decisions. So right. they're... They're go. They're allowing what Lazapalooza had over a quarter of a million people attend. They have. They are. Their governors and leadership are going to restaurants in the middle of, a, of crackdowns in in California. You have governors flying to Mexico for trips, and again, you have well, you have U.S. You're senators forgetting, doing you're forgetting a key element of COVID. The COVID virus is immune to Democratic approved outdoor events. I agree. If it's a large event that is sanctioned by the Democratic Party, COVID miraculously is not able to make it through. It's like a force field. It's like a force field. Is is that the same way as that COVID is only like above four feet. Yeah, like when you're so at when a you sit down at a restaurant, sitting down, uh, yes. it's, it's going so over. So at the moment, because we're sitting, COVID, COVID is above, here. yes. COVID's up here. Right here. Can it's we get a here. wide angle, please? It's, it's up here. A, right. It's here. It's not here. Or, or New York, or New York, actually. <laughs> if, if you're sitting in the restaurant, you can get COVID. But if you're sitting in a structure yes. out just outside the restaurant, no yes. COVID. No COVID. COVID. Yeah, it works. If you it's a temporary, science. if it's, it's a science, tent, yeah, it's science, <laughs> and it's settled. I don't understand why we're still having this settled conversation. Science. Settled science. Because well, air can't travel if we have a plastic thing right here. That's right. right. Like we should if start I, bringing those. If on. I put a plastic barrier here, it doesn't matter yes, that this correct. is all open as correct. long as I have a barrier here. 
Um, I want to I want to mention something before I forget. Actually, you know, Ron DeSantis does deserve a lot of credit for saving lives of seniors in Florida, and here's why. When Cuomo made the decision to send um, COVID-positive individuals into nursing homes, I'm not saying that that makes sense, but what I can understand is where you have a city that has, um, you have millions of people packed into a city, right? Mm -hmm. And you've got to put somebody somewhere. So where are you going to put them? Do you put COVID-positive people in a hospital and then have the hospital be overrun? Do you, they had the ship. I don't know what they decided. I don't yeah. know what that got, why that did got nothing, right. I don't know why they didn't did use nothing that. with it. They yeah. had the ship they, and they had their convention center that they had just yeah, converted. They had these things open and for some reason they thought that nursing homes, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt for one second, that they thought somehow a skilled nursing facility would be capable of caring for people. Now, I can understand that rehabs and nursing centers are where they might have you know, clinical capabilities to care for someone who's sick. But here's the problem. That's all the people that are there. It's not a COVID ward. Correct. Everybody that's there is the most vulnerable to the Correct. virus. So you don't send an infected person into... The, you would have been better off sending them to daycare centers. Yeah. I mean, uh, right. You know, yeah. like, I mean, so you, you don't send a, a person who's infectious into an environment with other people who are highly, highly vulnerable. And we already knew early on that it was seniors... They were getting that, knocked that, out. That were, that were most at risk. We already knew that age was a, a, a predetermined. Yeah. Okay. So he made a critical error. Now, he's a politician, and he's got to make policy decisions, and he just happened to make the, the wrong policy decision. Right. Okay. Governor DeSantis is not a clinician, but he's an intelligent man, and he looked at the data, and it and I think it's, it, was, it was clear to him if this thing affects seniors, then everything we have to do has to be from a standpoint of protecting seniors, right. which means when the vaccine comes out, we front load, we front load seniors, right. even, even if we feel, even if we think we need to front load healthcare workers, police, fire, and things like that, we front load the seniors because they're most likely to die. And he also didn't send infected people to nursing homes. In fact, nursing homes went on lock. Yes. Right. Because we weren't allowed to go in them. Yep. We couldn't get our uh, clients that may need something like that to go in a nursing home. And then what they ended I'll, up doing. I'll never understand why New York chose to send infected seniors into right. nursing homes. And then what Florida did, which was the right decision, was they designated skilled nursing facilities and things like that as COVID positive locations where you could go. So what they did was is they, they said, okay. We're going to keep COVID out of as many senior populations as possible by taking all sorts of precautions. But if you're COVID positive and you need care, we do have these locations that right. can take you. And so that at least you 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 kind of segregated the COVID positive mm -hmm. so that the 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 um, the transmission of the disease was mitigated. And I think that Governor DeSantis made that decision because he's an intelligent guy who who like you know saw the who's followed the science. Right. But at and, the end and a of, lot of politicians don't do but that. But at the end of the day, if Cuomo, the governor, would have just said reverse course, is it my bad, we have the data now. Yeah, so he could have changed he it. He could have yeah. changed it. And again, yeah. that would have been a show of leadership, not him capitulating to the pressure and allowing himself to be the all knowing and not having that the leadership skill of knowing when you're wrong. That's a huge leadership skill. Yeah. And people yeah. die because yeah. our leadership around the country refused to acknowledge it and wanted to just play politics. 
So, I have to admit, one of the things that I appreciate from from my time in the in the army was it kind of driven into you that you know you're constantly getting information on the ground. You need to listen to that information, and you know, in the absence of clear guidance, you know, hey, take action. You know, make the correct. best decision you can. And as information comes in, it's not considered a failure to change course. Correct. In fact, it's viewed as wise, as leadership, yeah. as your job. And it seems like with politicians, I mean to bring it bring it down to its simplest form. They don't, they're afraid to ever go back on themselves. But, you know. Well, and to break it down to its simplest form, like that's it, that's exactly what you do in sports. You know what yeah, I mean? When yeah, you're in the middle sure. of a game, yeah, if so, especially yeah. if you're getting pounced, I mean, you look you at what you're doing. Yeah. yeah, and you got to change your working. strategy. Right. It's not working. Something you, you got to change. That's what everybody's something. doing in the locker something. room at halftime. That's right. right. At halftime, exactly. at, at halftime, that's what every losing team is doing in the locker room. And the the thing is, is that Democrats realize that if they adopt the strategy and uh, and and the mandates that right that, that makes them look yeah yeah, yeah. you know now all of a sudden you look like yeah. you're turning your back because they politicized it and they yeah. politicized it from day one. And their voters would be livid if they. Well, actually, I don't know because remember as soon as do you remember like when Biden got elected? I don't a, think people a would week care. Later, don't you remember a week later? Cuomo was like, well, we got to open up. I mean, right. we got to be open for business. Right. I mean, we can't remember that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. no one batted an eye. I'm like, are you no. serious? Everybody because, started opening right, up. Because, yeah. was a, because he was supposed to be the next president. He, They were so right. adamant California, of making the same him. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, we got to open up. And they I'm were like, so adamant about allowing him. Uh, the, the and their voters would have went with it. So the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So we're sitting here saying they can't change their minds. Actually, they can. Yeah. Because their voters are going to support whatever they do. Well, and now... Uh, and both parties are that way, I think, actually. I mean, Newsom is, is trying to leverage you know, these, these mandates and these restrictions to soften the uh, turnout for... To keep himself elected? For yeah. the recall. That, that's getting yeah. ugly so real fast. Wait a minute, are you saying he's trying to suppress the vote? Yeah. Is that what you're no, saying? No, Democrat trying to suppress the vote? trying to suppress the vote? Never. I would never think something like that would ever happen with there. But yeah, again, he's in trouble. Now they're saying that he's underwater. So it's going to be very isn't interesting he in to trouble? see. It. He's not going to get beat by a Republican, but isn't he in trouble? Oh, yeah. If he doesn't win 51%. I mean, he could still get recalled and then get replaced by If you don't win 51%, you you go ahead, right? I mean, they have to. No, the recall. So it's on the same ballot. He's getting called. So if he. If he beats the recall, the election doesn't matter. Okay. But if he loses the recall, and then I don't think he's allowed to be on the actual ballot, then that's why it makes it look so weird. So you're basically making the decision, yes, I want to recall him, and this is who I want to replace him with. Or, I know I don't want to recall him, but if I do have to recall him, then this is the person I want to re replace him with. It's a very odd cool. system, because it's going to happen all in one day. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, I, I don't understand that. I, well, feel, Joe, I, feel, I feel like we're missing something. Well, there, Joe Chu's on that. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, bring back up tonight's topics. Thank you, everybody, for watching The Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in politics. Uh, coming to you from our potential new digs and a little bit more on that later on. Um, but, uh, again, lots to talk about with me tonight, Joe right. Wicker and Evil David Cabrera. We diverted. Fast on the that first topic. Oh, I know. We, we kind of well because there was just there's it just it touches so many other topics. It does. You know what I mean? Um, all right. So uh, just, one of the one of the big policies that came out of this, and again, we I think there's going to be a deconstruction of everything that's happened over the past two years, um, and what was legal, what wasn't legal. One of the things that I think is going to be very heavily looked at was this eviction mandate um, or or 
for the anti-eviction mandate um, that was put into place in, uh, during the Trump administration, and then it's been continued during the Biden administration. Really, I mean, I think past the clock. I think the clock had run out pretty much on the eviction moratorium, and it didn't look like the White House was going to ask for an extension or approve an extension, right. um, signaling that Biden, you know, may have been flip-flopping on. Well, the courts had already said. So the, Ron, the, court, the court had already issued a, the, the court. Okay, first of all, when the court when it got to the Supreme Court, there was only like a week or so left. It was already set to expire July thirty first. So when Kavanaugh gave the, uh, gave, I think Kavanaugh wrote the opinion. It was literally one page thing where he basically said, "Hey, look, I disagree with this. The CDC doesn't have the authority, right. and 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 the other and four other justices agree that they don't have the authority. Yeah, but I, but we're going to go ahead and allow. We're not going to we're not going to cancel it now because it's already about to expire, July thirty first, right. and we want to allow for an orderly return to to." you know, to, to yeah. it going away. Yeah. So, so it was kind of like the Supreme Court basically said, it's really a moot point. So Because they thought they it. thought they were going to stick to the timeline. Exactly. Yeah. And now they've said, well, we're just, yeah. Well, <laughs> so it was a They're playing Russian roulette with the Supreme Court. It was a 5-4 decision. It was a 5-4 decision, and you are correct. The conservative justice, Brett Kavanaugh, said that he was only backing the ruling because of the upcoming expiration date. Kavanaugh warned that he believed the CDC had exceeded its legal authority yep. in, promote, in imposing the moratorium. So right now, and I think a lot of lobbyists are really talking about this, is because they feel there was a slap in the face. Those the, justices going to learn how politics will do you, man. The politician, yeah. politicians, they're so, politicians. So like, the, the National Association of Realtors and then there are about three or four other lobby, uh, big lobbying firms were the ones that were pushing for the extension not to be extended. And the fact that it was is a huge surprise because the Biden administration waited three days after the moratorium had finished right. to even make a comment about it. And they were playing going back and forth. So you had Pelosi blaming the White House and saying that she doesn't have the votes. And then you have the White House saying that it's a, it should be an act of Congress. And the CDC is like, oh, we already filed the report that we could do whatever we want. So, like, you're giving an unelected agency with really no real powers sure. the ability to stop hundreds of probably the millions of dollars being earned by landlords. And oh, again, I think it's probably I think we're in the billions. Well, if you're the Democratic Party, you're trying to figure out how you can make the impending evictions a, a the fault of Republicans. And it's hard to do that when right. you've got, when you control the House, the Senate, and the White House, and the Supreme Court's even letting it go for a while yeah. and saying, Well, you know, and this, you know, it's not sustainable. I it's mean, not sustainable. It, I mean not you have too many landlords out there. You have too many hedge funds. You have too many powers that be and money on the table for these people that, uh, you know, again, have been footing well, the bill. And, and, and yeah. there's been some restrictions that have come up where you've had to apply and, and, and prove, you know, that you yeah. somehow couldn't pay your mortgage. But I'll tell you what, I go, part of the reason that we have the labor shortage is because think about it. If you're making unemployment and you don't have to pay rent, I mean, again, you're talking about anywhere from fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars in your pocket every month that you're right. not spending. Right. Um, and, and 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 again, this isn't sustainable. At some point, you got to pull that safety net, and it's going to be ugly when they do. But um, they're not. They're not allowing it to be a, a gentle and calm, like kind of rolling effect. If they would have, but said, there's no way to do it. They, the, how, do you, yeah, how do you determine? There, there's no way for the government. Ninety days ago, you tell you tell the the governors like, look, this is going to end in ninety days. 
And again, this but there was a, already a deadline. But that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They don't yeah. care the way they're acting. They have no care in the world. And they're on they're, the Democrats are going to get destroyed in the midterms because just the um just the uh, what was it the National Association of Realtors one it's a hundred year old organization which yeah. I was very surprised with and in the last twenty years have donated or contributed almost a billion dollars well because they know and can they contribute they know the amount they know the amount of evictions oh, yeah. and um and unpaid mortgages that are going to come as a result of all this there's a lot and more. and there's a, a again even here in Tampa Bay even though it's slowing up a little bit yeah. there's a huge inventory shortage oh um, and, 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 and ridiculous complete. demand I'm concerned where, about that I'm concerned about that it's only going to make it worse where Tampa Bay I mean and, and I'm not nobody can rent to you what are you going to do well and, and that's the thing Tampa Bay is actually nationally has seen I think among the highest increases in rent yes um, it is you know and yeah. so you and, and that and, and you figure Florida, um, because of the real estate market the way it's been, it's probably across the board. I mean, if you were to really add, add up the entire state, you know, we've probably had as a state the highest increase. Well, in I rent. asked on my Facebook page. I was like, "What's?" I was asking basically, "Hey, landlords, like, what is going on? Are you guys just not getting rent? Like, right. is anybody paying your mortgage?" Because what people don't understand is that a lot of landlords don't own their property outright. They right. have a mortgage too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so how does this work? So they don't pay their rent, you don't pay your mortgage, the bank does what? Yeah. Is the bank foreclosing on you? No, the like, bank... at but, some point in time, well, someone's got... So what I, were you... But what were the responses they were getting? Because I know what my clients are doing is that if they're in that situation where they don't have enough of the margin to be able to cover what their, what their monthly is going to be when it comes to servicing the loan, is that it gets tacked onto the back of the, of the note. Yeah, so that's, that's what's happening. A lot of forbearance okay. agreements, a lot of floating notes are occurring. So, a lot of people are having to I, unlock I, their I, interest and rates. I think, the, I think the biggest part of all this to kind of make this whole house of cards really collapse is going to be the inflation. Um, you know, which is Nabel's favorite topic, you know, but I think the, and I, and I mean that in the lightest sense, which is the minute that interest rates go up, I think that's when things are going to get really ugly, you know, because you're going to see a lot of these mortgages, again, that haven't been paid in maybe a year, year and a half. Now, like you said, even if they're putting that on, onto the back, uh, onto the back end of that deal, um, and it, as soon as those interest rates start to go up. And guys can't refinance. Yeah, yeah but the majority so, of individuals have, after the, after the blow up of the, of the of about ten years ago, a lot of mortgage companies and banks now have um, have them at fixed. Yeah, it's there's very little Yeah, there are very little floating interest rates now. Well, a yeah, lot I, of it's fixed, and so these things guys, are locked in for thirty years. So it's not that it's not that it's going to be a big deal. What what we're saying when it comes to yeah, it, but when, you figure if they haven't been paying it, their the the interest on it is 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 increasing. Yeah, but it just gets tacked to the back then, of the loan. Yeah, but I'm okay, but. I mean, that's and I say still, that very flimsily. Yeah, I mean, that, like that, it's that, not that big a deal, but that, it is there, a big there, deal. There's, 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 it's not that there's no cost to that. There is a cost to you paying for the loan longer than what you had anticipated. But anyway, um, the other thing I was, <clears throat> I was thinking of is um, uh, the on that Facebook post, people were commenting and saying, "Hey, it's it's not just universal. It doesn't apply to everybody. There's criteria." And and one guy was breaking down like these like five or six things that you have to. You know, one of those have to requirements. To, to, yeah, one yeah. of those have to be required. And I mean, I pers I mean, yeah, some of them were pretty, you know, specific. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was, you know, it's kind of like a lot of things, you know, impacted by COVID or whatever. I'm like, well, you know, some of them seemed like they were pretty broad, and that you know somebody could find a way to fit into one of those categories. Right. And um, I, I don't know. I just. 
Well, and then so then the question becomes: At what point does Biden uh, basically, you know, let the clock run out? I mean, you know, or is he waiting for the midterms to try to point the finger at Republicans? If he waits another ninety days, what well, we're going to be in? Oh, we're going to be October, November. So yeah, that might be a situation where do you really want people to get kicked out right they, when they're going they to Thanksgiving? To, they, they need to do it now and not you know two months or three months or even six months prior to and election. yeah, any time you don't want to do that. Anytime is going to yeah, any is going to be a bad time. Homeless people aren't usually going to vote to reelect. I mean, I mean, like if someone has become homeless yeah, and yeah. you're on the ticket, you're probably not getting reelected for, by that person. Sure. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. You don't want a massive amount of instability six months prior to you being on the ballot. Hence yeah. why the midterms are looking more and more like it's going to be a bloodbath. Because, again, if the Democrats polling itself is saying that they're already under underwater oh, by they, they three, to, three yeah. to six points, then we all know tack on another four points. Well, Pelosi knows she's losing the House. They oh, know yeah. that. They already know that. They know again, they're losing the House. They know they're probably going to lose the Senate. They know that. Oh, yeah. The lobby, the lo the, the, uh, realtors lobby. Well, that's why they're trying to push this million. infrastructure they, they, they bill. They know. Yeah, they uh, they're, they know. they're basically pulling out all the stops to push they this infrastructure bill. Because this is it. If not, it's going to be basically a, a, a two-year lame duck on the front end well, and yeah. the back end. Well, remember, the original plan for the infrastructure was like $6 trillion. Right. Well, they were trying human to and good, yeah. physical yeah. infrastructure. Yeah. And now yeah. they had to just... They and even to, Democrats are... I mean, and they a lot of Democrats are majority. I think we're now at $1.2 trillion when it comes to infrastructure, which is a little bit more of what I can deal with. And again, we're just talking. But about a lot of it's not even going to infrastructure. No, no, no. Yeah. A lot of the 1.2 is going to go into it. Go, will yeah. go to infrastructure. All right. A lot of the other crap has already been knocked out, and they I don't even know out. if they're going to. There was a lot out. of health. There was stuff that was going to affect my industry. There was like yeah. stuff for healthcare workers, and, th and and they were saying it was like human infrastructure. I mean, look, I oh, get the it. human. I mean, hey, look, I, I like to help people, but yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I just don't All know right. how the argument of hu what is that. Human infrastructure. infrastructure. It's just a word. Daycare. It's, it's, it's daycare. It's, it's the new term. It's what. Po it's how politicians can change the sure. language. You know. It's well, not daycare. Wanna... It's not anybody paying well, for that's daycare. What they're it's gonna... called human infrastructure. They're going to start throwing housing under that and free education under that, and they're going to say, "Well, no, Dude, this is human infrastructure. The we moment need to... you everybody hearing... needs to have a house. Everybody uh, needs to have an education." The moment you start hearing people start talking about, "You're going to throw grandma out of the house yeah. and everything else," is when you're like, "Okay, you yeah. guys." Remember that anti-Paul Ryan video? Remember that political ad that? was against Paul Ryan and it had Paul oh, Ryan wheeling. wheeling the grandmother to the edge of the, to the edge of the and then throwing her over remember that <laughs> alright everybody thank you so much for watching the yard sign uh, the most important irrelevant podcast in politics uh, your host is always Johnny Torres thank you so much uh, for watching don't forget to comment like and share thanks to everybody hanging out in the comments uh, Hector uh, is uh, doing a killer job in there um, and uh, we certainly appreciate everybody who's been watching um, also make sure you subscribe to the audio version of our podcast uh, phenomenal numbers there we want to appreciate everybody listening to the audio version of our podcast which you can get over the tech overlords at Google Apple Spotify Audible Amazon and iHeartRadio. So you can literally listen to this show anywhere in the world. Uh, for the video portion, make sure you check out uh, YouTube and Facebook. Uh, joining me today uh, is Joe Wicker and Nebel David Cabrera. We were just talking about uh, not only the Democrats' hypocrisy when it came to COVID and, of course, the eviction moratorium that uh, continues to be pushed back, uh, but we're going to kind of revisit something we touched on just a little bit ago, which is 
creepy Cuomo and uh, the clock literally ticking on his uh, political career as uh, he has now been asked by the White House, uh, by Nancy Pelosi, a lot of leaders, uh, not only in the Democratic Party, but in the liberal movement uh, to resign. Um, and it seems like he is going to fight this thing to the end. Um, you know, the you know, we were talking before the show how Fox News, you know, literally while he's giving the speech, uh, trying to explain away, you know, all his indiscretions, they're, they're literally running pictures of all the inappropriate touching and kissing and <laughs> hugging, you know, that that Cuomo's done over the years. It didn't stop Biden from getting elected. I mean, is Cuomo going to oh, run for... Oh, if, if, we're going to hit that in if, a second. Well, hold on. Yeah. If Cuomo's not running, he's already governor of New York. If he's not running for president, I, I'm not saying he shouldn't resign. I'm just saying, if you're him, what what what's the point? Like, sure. So I say I say we do a you real, you realize the presidential be, runs out of the picture. Yeah, right. yeah. He's right. he's he's out of the picture. He's not going to be kicked out of office. I yeah. don't I don't think the way the structure is with New York. I don't think so. I don't think he's going to be called. Or so whatever. it is. So that is actually the way it is done in New York City. And there hasn't been a a governor. They recall like California. No, it's not recalled. It's impeached. There hasn't been an impeached governor in New York he's City. He's not going to get impeached. FDR. He knows so where like, the bodies are so buried. Then let's, so then let's say this. Let's <laughs> say this. Let's, let's, We've let's already made this comment, no. but, but real quick. I say in the polls, in the in the comment section, I would say comment if you think he's going to resign or if he's going to get impeached. So the way New or York, neither or neither or yeah. neither <laughs> or neither that would be a good one. So the way New York City and uh, they actually did a really good breakdown of what this on the on the New York Times and the Huffington Post. Yes, I read them. I apologize, but the way that they talked about it is that there's only three real ways that this can go. He can run out the clock, which is very plausible and that actually was thrown in there that if Cuomo says that he's not going to run for a fourth term then they won't pursue it. Of course they won't. Another yeah. another version of this is that he resigns from pressure which if the president's telling you to resign and you don't balk on that one that tells you how much like influence the president of the United States has. And the third one is that the actual the upper and lower house chambers in the New York can actually impeach him. And the way that they talked about it uh, today on the news is that they actually have the numbers to impeach if they go forward in that direction. He's going to come he's going to tell people that he's not running for re-election, which means the issue is going to go away. The Democratic Party that controls the New York state legislature and all the people around Cuomo have to come out, and the president and everybody, they all have to come out and say, we think he should resign. Yes. But, excuse me, that's because they have to make that statement. But once he says he's not going to run again, they all know the problem's going to solve itself, and they are not going to impeach him, because if they do, they know that he knows where the bodies are buried, and then he'll start you know, coming after some of them. And they, we you don't have, we have with, already said this. They don't want to mess with the we governor. Already they said just want him to go away. We've they already said this before, away. that the especially Democrats love to, when this moment, and it's going to be a feeding frenzy now, yeah. of who moves they, up where if yeah, the government they, goes. Yeah, they want his job. And that's the thing. Because anybody that does have the clout to be governor of New York is going to pounce on oh, this opportunity in a sure. to come out and condemn him. Yeah. And, but those and, are the uh, ones that the those are the loudest right. voices that you hear now. And when you see his longtime aide resign over the weekend, tells you that even the people in his inner circle are no longer supportive of Well, but position. but I think there's some validity validity to what Joe just said, which is that I think Cuomo's the type of guy who is so 
egocentric that he's yeah. going to let the clock run out. He's, yeah. And he'll way? say whatever he needs to say to get them off his back. So he'll say he's not going to run for a fourth term, even though he probably will because that's his only option at this point. Um, and then hoping that people have forgotten about all of this uh, come time for the election. Well, I, I wonder if, you know, because ba- correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't his statement basically, hey, I'm a huggy, kissy kind of guy. Like, sure. that's you know, what I yeah. do, you know? And I'm just thinking, man, after the Me Too movement stuff hit, if if you're running for office or in office and you're not stopping all that, then, I mean, you got it coming. Right. Like, why are you still hugging and kissing people? You know? yeah. I mean, why are you doing that? Right, yeah. That's not your what I mean, you can't even be you know? kissing babies anymore. Nope, no, no, no. <laughs> so, again, I... I, I back to I kissing normally, hands and shaking babies. I normally completely agree with, with Joe. <laughs> That's not, not during COVID That's time. Not, what are you talking no, about? No, 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 not during COVID. But I'll say this. I think... I will say that it's more likely that he does fall fall under the impeachment, and he resigns he's if the numbers gonna, are there. He's not going. He's not going to want to be the first governor in almost a hundred years to get to get impeached out of the governor's office. No. And, and it's not like he, Democrats haven't done it before. But even to you, to what you were just saying about his top aide resigning, I mean, let's look at everybody else who he's taken down. He's just about gotten his brother fired. Um, oh. I mean, I don't think CNN's going to do it because he's really the only he's star. He's the only one that makes the money. Well, right. He's, he's the, the only, only star only they one. have left on that network. Um, the other guys are all just... Don Lemon? You know, he doesn't yeah. do anything. And that one round guy, I don't know, I don't remember his name. Stetler. <laughs> Brian Stetler. Well, here's, here's, the thing, know, here's the thing. And this is coming from a very I mean, big he guy. looks like Humpty Dumpty. I mean, it's just... Well, yeah. It's looking guy, worse and worse. It's looking so, worse. So here's the thing that maybe the viewers and, and a lot of people don't understand is that when President Trump was being impeached, and I'll go back to President Clinton, and when President Clinton was being impeached, all of the people within the political circles involved in politics, they all knew ahead of time that neither one of them would be convicted. Right. But it played out great for TV. It was good for ratings, and people make money off of it, and, and candidates get to campaign off of it. Well, Clinton got whatever. impeached. No, and I'll, and I'll quote. No, he was not convicted. In the Senate, he was I'm not convicted. I'm talking about convicted. Okay, that's what I'm saying. But no, that's not, but you're also giving it a barrier. No. If, I, if Trump knew that he wasn't going to get convicted in the Senate, then doesn't it doesn't matter. Same thing with Clinton. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying from the moment that articles of impeachment were filed against uh, Clinton and... Uh, against Trump how many times, two, three times, whatever it was. Right. I mean, from the moment those articles of impeachment were filed against both of those uh, individuals, both of those presidents, the people within politics already knew because the votes weren't there. Also, right. because you could and still be president. This is not, you could still be president and be impeached at the same time. Yeah, but yeah, they allowed, to, they allowed City, Clinton to stay in, in office. New York City, I'm, you cannot be impeached guys, and I'm, governor I'm at the same time. I'm talking about being convicted of it. I'm not talking about articles of impeachment filed. Right. I'm talking about being convicted and removed but from office. But this is one difference, New York governorship compared to the, you're saying to in the New White York, House. You can't even be under impeachment proceedings. Once the impeachment process has officially started and there's a vote you cannot be governor okay well here's my point uh, okay then then separate that out then it's different so they can't even start then they won't even start then from what be- because it's said that's going to be filed they won't even start because then so, okay well we can't get into all that because that you're you're saying that <laughs> someone could start the impeachment process they couldn't be governor but they could be acquitted and then they would be out of office already like that doesn't make sense you can't be you can't be that governor if you, if you have been so, I think, I think if, the definition of impeachment in that regard is probably different than, than at the federal level. But my point is, is that when we talk about impeachment, 
people are acting like this might actually happen. Like Trump might actually get removed from office. Right. Like Clinton might actually get removed from office. And there's all sorts of people sitting at home watching, glued to the TV, thinking that they're that the outcome is unknown. And all I'm saying is, is that everybody in politics already knows the outcome. It's yeah. not a surprise. This like is not the Nixon days. This right. is this yeah. is not the Nixon days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, it's kinda like ridiculous. I think well, it's different. I honestly think it's gonna be different. And, and the reason why I say that is because you see it you see the way it's running in 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 the New York governorship and the New York politics. It is becoming I, a feeding frenzy within the governorship. That's the, fine, but I don't think I don't think there's enough I, I don't I think, think there's enough votes. I don't I think th there's enough votes. No, I'm not even questioning that there's the votes. I'm questioning that they don't have the backbone to do it. Okay, it's will. one thing to come out and say and get and leak it out to the press. Oh, we got the votes. We got the votes to get rid of them. But the, I don't think they'd literally have the backbone to do it. Not to the Cuomo family. Just the, um, he's just gonna he's just gonna say, guys, I'm not running for re-election, and the issue's gonna solve itself. Right. I don't, I don't Democrats think it, have no it reason to take it. Doesn't solve itself when they're they, filing they criminal have, proceedings. Then let that play out. But that, but but that's good for the Democrats then, because then they then they get to be hands off. Or they'll they wait. To, or they'll wait. Right. They'll yeah, still if, wait look, for the criminal if, proceedings. Yeah. And, if the FBI shows yeah. up and carts the guy away, then the Democrats are like, oh, well, I mean, I guess yeah. he's out. You know, right. I, there I are, guess we'll yeah. have an election. There the right are, thing um, would be to get rid of him before all of that happens, yes, but they're not, there's no willpower to do there that. There are 11 no. cases currently with sexual harassment when it comes to the governor. And the most recent one is he an has aid. Trump. Trump from, had 16. Beat that. Yeah, but that was... <laughs> Trump, had, <laughs> Trump had 16. But that was before, so he, became, but that that was before he became president. This is all with inside the governor's mansion. That's where the difference really does lie in this situation. Trump's were amazing because they all 16 of them dropped in like a 30-day period. It's like, wow, dude. Right. Like, miraculously, also, right after the election. Miraculously, yeah. In also, October of 2015. The blowback of those people that are getting fired or getting lectured to because of the report that was issued by the Attorney General's office is, is spectacular. Right. The Human Rights Coalition is being under investigation for their handling of what's going on. The woman that was running the Me Too, uh, the Time's Up movement, has yeah, resigned yep. because of her close interactions with the governor. That's during the she, was covering for him. she was covering for him. She was, well, they were helping him. They were helping him. Yeah. They, you know, were they were helping him. So they were helping him do it. So, so there's he, plenty of. So like, he had Me Too problems, and he went to the Me Too organizations, and we're like, y'all, y'all need to help your boy out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they were like, we got you. So, bes yeah. so besides talking points. So besides the the anchor on CNN like writing up the press release to be given out for the, his yeah. brother, he also had additional Democrats, and this just shows the hypocrisy of all those organizations. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. And how they really don't care about what's going on. It's all bullcrap. It's like BLM, and 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 again, this times up, and and the anti-war movement, and these are just arms of the left. It's like yeah. giving it's Hillary Clinton the questions to the interview or to the debate beforehand. Right. I mean, Allegedly. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, hey, you know. they're just playing along. That's just I mean, par for the course, just, yeah. right? Exactly. So again, more heads should roll. As I, you, I, I you honestly know, believe more heads should roll. You know, you know, they they get out of their meetings and then Cuomo's like in the back room or whatever, and people are like, "They're hey, sorry, man. You know, you know, we got to do what we got to do, right. and everything. Sure, but you'll be all right, man. Don't worry about it. Hey, you guys playing? You guys gonna hit some rounds next weekend? All right, we'll see you there. <laughs> you know, that's they're not. A, they're not. You're absolutely right, though. Uh, I mean, not. that's that's just, that's how it is. Again, and we see this all the time. So when people say that there's really no Democrat Republican side of these organizations, oh no, from the ACLU all the way down to these other like human rights organizations, they are so far left, and they will only protect their left organization leadership and their political junkies. That they, when it comes to the Democrat Party, it's disgusting to see how willing they were. I mean, has anyone? 
one even talked about the Clinton Foundation. No one talks right. about the Clinton Foundation and all the money that went to Haiti. And we're seeing complete stupidity when it comes to how much money. Because the money that vanished. That, 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 oh, it was all the money that vanished. Because she's not because she's not running for office. Right. Mm -hmm. So everybody just kind of moves on. Well, you know, and not to go off on a tangent about uh, about the Clintons, but um, I was watching a new, well, new to Netflix, uh, but it's a documentary from 2012 about David Geffen, you know, big multi, uh, you know, everything, Hollywood, movies, television, mm -hmm. uh, yep. music industry, uh, huge mogul. Um, and he was super close with the Clintons from the time that the, that 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 Bill was governor of Arkansas, mm. like he was on the Clinton train. And when it came time to the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" policy, um, he had promised him that he wasn't going to be in favor of it. Lied to him, and from that moment on, you know, basically called him out. And he came out publicly when Obama put himself up as a candidate and said the Clintons cannot be trusted. Mm -hmm. And and he was one of the major voices in Hollywood that went against the Clintons um, and and turned the tide for Obama. Really? Now, yeah. And wow. now we want to say this publicly. That's a little we bit have... of history right there. I didn't, oh I didn't yeah, know super that. interesting. Guys, a, a br brilliant guys. Guys, a genius. We because, don't have any additional Bill information on the Clinton Foundation. Approach, <laughs> <laughs> we All right. Have no additional yeah, information. For the record, yeah, we don't know. We don't know where the bodies are. We don't know where the money went. Nope. Just so far, we we're, we're we close to running on time. So we wish Hillary well, and we wish her well. I don't. However, let's get back on track. Alava. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching The Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. Uh, Johnny Torres, your host. Uh, thank you so much for watching. We've got, uh, let's see, we've got a few more topics here. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, two more topics, is it? Um, let me see. I'm waiting for them to come up. Um, yeah, so uh, this one, again, we're going to kind of bring this topic, even though it's a national one, we're going to bring it uh, here down to the local level, which is the mass mandates. Uh, as Governor DeSantis has uh, discussed time and time again, um, he has stated quite plainly, quite clearly, that he will not tolerate any mandates of any kind um, whether even whether it's schools, whether it's restaurants, whether it's uh, you name it, um, and so uh, you know these are starting to come down. School starts here in Hillsborough County starts tomorrow, um, and, uh, and and sure enough, as expected, we're seeing that uh, some of these school districts are finding little workarounds, uh, and so. Uh, there was obviously some question as to the funding of the schools because there was rumor going around saying that DeSantis would actually withhold funding um, for some of these schools. Now there's been some clarification saying that he would actually hold the funding of the superintendent and school board member salaries if if the mass mandates were put in place. So some clarification there. Um, but again, I, I mean... I, I don't understand, you know, especially coming f those coming from the left, you know, who for years have championed the the personal choice banner uh, under healthcare decisions, you know, have now taken the flip side of the argument, you know, in regards to this COVID pandemic, and are the ones demanding that there be mandates, demanding that there be masks in place. Um, you know, I, I mean, again, are are we going to see? I don't think we'll see it here in Florida. I mean, do you think we're going to see it in other states where they're going to kind of rewind the clock, go back to lockdowns, go back to these mask mandates? I mean, I think we're seeing it in some states well, in already. Well, in our county, they said they have a mask mandate, but you can opt out. 
which basically means we don't have a mask. Yeah, it's we, yeah. you have the option of wearing a mask, but politicians want to call it a mandate because that makes them feel like they're in charge. I don't think it's considered an oxymoron, but I would say that it kind of feels like an oxymoron. A mandate that's you're optional. saying it's a mandate that's an optional. optional mandate. And then you're saying that it just needs, and then oh, was it the paperwork is digital, so it can be digitally filled out, which is another. Funny portion of this that you're right. gonna have a so lot got, of tech kids. So you got a bunch of sixteen-year-olds, <laughs> like you got a bunch, you got a you got a bunch of high school kids that are opting out on behalf of their parents. I think also <laughs> teachers and, and administrators also have the option to wear them or not, which is causing even more confusion because you're the gonna teachers, have it's, you're it gonna have to you're gonna have teachers that have been vaccinated then have to. to wear a mask. They don't so have then to. They, I know, but that's what I'm saying. But you're gonna have a classroom full of children that have masks, but the teacher not have a mask on. It makes it to a point to where, like, how are you as an educator supposed to push that? But the kids aren't push either. But the kids, the kids aren't are. Either. The kids are going the, to. No, they're not. Because yes, as they soon are. as a kid, no. Yes, they will. Here's why. Because as soon as the kids find out, and they're gonna find out in like already, um, <laughs> that it's actually not a mandate and that it is is optional. Those masks are coming off, man. Them kids. Aren't about that. They're gonna and, and, and who's gonna hold them accountable? We're gonna yeah. We're gonna they're gonna, gonna send a letter home to you know. To, you're gonna suspend them for not wearing a mask. I mean, the, what the craziness is gonna go absurd. So then, so then when they get oh well, we didn't receive this from you. I mean, what are they gonna are they really gonna track down these kids and their parents? Yes, gonna, they're, they're Democrats. They're Democrats. They love the bureaucracy of all of this has created, and because of it, they're gonna go even further and gonna what. The day before, or two days yeah. before, you make this announcement, which could have been made weeks ago. The masks are, as far as the kids Ugh. go, the masks are going to be gone. You'll have some kids that will honor their parents' wishes. You'll have some kids that, that they themselves you know, want to. Or there'll be peer pressure around. There'll be a lot you know? of peer and pressure they'll, they'll, they'll happening. Feel like, but but, but I think it's going to be peer pressure on both sides. You're going to have teachers that are going to peer pressure their students to wear the mask. And you're going to have kids that are going to be peer pressuring their own peers not to wear the mask. Again, this causes so much more yeah. of an anxiety trap for these kids, these parents, these teachers. That it's, It makes no sense. But you're wasting all of this time when we should be just focusing on educating these kids. And quite frankly, if you have a room of, say, 25 people and five people are wearing masks, it's kind of like, what's the point? Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, they've already said the six-foot rule's nonsense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, you know, it had to be, it, it might as well be 60 feet. Yeah. Um, you know, you're in the same you, room. You're sharing the same air. I mean, yeah, I mean, you would literally have to be wearing a hazmat suit for yeah. you to be adequately protected. You would in, have to have an like that. Yeah, you'd and have to have everyone that is in the medical industry knows that the way that we are dealing with masks Make absolutely no sense. Yeah. The yeah. number, if you're if you're a nurse and you're working in a hospital, you know that you're changing, you're putting on and off a new mask every single time you walk into a, a room yeah. with a different patient, which means you're going through maybe 20, 30, 40 masks yeah, well, a day. And, and, and we're not doing any of that. It serves a different we're purpose where it. it's more about the bacteria that's coming out of your mouth, mm -hmm. really, you know, than, than it is, you know. But, but, also, but also viruses enter our bodies through openings in the body, right? Sure. So, I mean, basically your eyes, nose, mouth. Exactly. So basically. And so wearing a mask, wearing, even if you're wearing an N95, first of all, that would indicate that you believe that you're in a contagious environment, which if so, you should leave. But um, if you're wearing an N95, but you're, but you don't have Well, and if any, someone without a mask is talking over, to me, I mean, yeah. I can absorb it through my mm -hmm. eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Could, That's what I'm could, saying. So, you know. so my point is, is that the N95 is an indicator that right. you believe you're in an infectious environment, which if you were, you would be wearing 
complete, you would Correct. be donning all yeah. of the PPP, PPE necessary, which you're not. So well, it goes anyway, back to it whatever. goes back to it makes people feel good. So but right, exactly. It goes back to the old Fight Club. It goes back to the old Fight Club. It's the so illusion stupid. of safety, and yeah, right? Yeah. You know, when they make you when you're in an airplane and they make you inhale oxygen from from the oxygen mask, it's not because that oxygen's there to protect you. It's there to calm you down. Um, you know, because <laughs> a crash is going to be imminent regardless. Um, you know, and so, I mean, no, the, honestly, it's, the like, oxygen, it, it's not it's, always going to end up in your gut. I mean, sometimes they might, you know, some, well, you only get like 15, you only so, get like 15 minutes of air on those things anyways. Right. But with. you know, again, does it actually prevent you from dying? You know, does it do anything no. to, for your safety? No, it doesn't. You know, does crouching behind the seat in front of you do anything to protect you from dying? No, it doesn't. It's all the illusion of safety. And so with, the, again, with these masks, as you said, I mean, it, you know, my daughter starts like kindergarten. Plane. Does anybody else feel like they... <laughs> My daughter Johnny starts kindergarten tomorrow. Johnny loves You're all and, they, die. and they have these <laughs> little pods of, of straight at the camera. Yeah. Why even fly? You're all going to die. Yeah, it doesn't like matter he, anymore. Just road trip it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Wow. Are there trains? Are we focusing that now? No, Johnny just reminded us that everything we're doing in the airport is for naught. Like everything well, the TSA like, really which, is Kabuki theater. Honestly, yeah, they, That's all they, they are. And 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 at the the airport is its whole. It's his whole comedy skit, but you, you, and and one of the guys, uh, Justin, who was watching. I don't know if he's still watching. He's a pilot, so. Um, but you, you stand, you social distance in line at the airport to right. get to get through security or to get through the baggage drop point, and then as soon as you get on your plane, it's you know back to uh, get you know, yeah. get close to your buddy, love your neighbor type stuff, right. And everybody's packed in there, and it's like, what's the point? Yeah, they were doing this. Like, they were doing this six-foot rule, you know, where you were you literally one plane was taking the entire terminal, you know, to load one plane. Yeah, you know, and, and then you're and then there, as soon as you get on, you're completely jam-packed. It's just like, wait, wait, you guys don't buy the middle seat. I don't understand. And, uh, now let me yeah. tell you, like the the, the the school district was very clever. You're a middle seat guy, I'm sure. I'm no, we buy the middle yeah. seat, so then the wife and I have space. Okay. I'm a big guy, and so it's a big guy problem. But I always buy the middle seat. I don't blame you. I mean, for those that can afford it, I hey, mean, man. you yeah. know, shoot yeah, <laughs> everybody wants everybody wants the middle seat open. I apologize. Everybody wants the middle seat. I just open. thought that was very. I remember the days when I could sleep on the three seats. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's like, oh, that was years ago. You know, Johnny. yeah, that was way too long. But ago. just in case anybody needs to know this, proper etiquette on an airplane is you let the middle seat passenger have both armrests. Huh. If if you're right, because you've got the if, outside. If you're if you're in the aisle, you get to lean a little bit. Right. You got a little leg room, right? If you're at the window, you got the window seat. Right. You, know, you get to lean over. You get okay. The guy in the middle, it sucks to yeah. be in the middle. They get both armrests. That's proper. <laughs> that's proper air airplane. Is this is a different podcast. Now? I know. <laughs> we have we, we have transferred all, over to we a, just new, went into a, whole a new podcast. podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we were on time. time. I'll say this. Just like the school board of past got destroyed on the last election, this is going to cause parents to remember what happened. Yeah, I called it last time. The the actions of the school board were felt during the election. What do parents want? I mean, they uh, they make it sound like it's like it's kind of even or or that it's. More about you know more. But this is what I was going to say. What do the parents want? This this option, this opt out 
system well, that's gonna show us. was maybe the most clever thing they could have come up yeah. with, right? Oh, sure. Because for those parents no that are panicking about the coronavirus, you can wear your and mask it's, it's like, and you can do hey, whatever. Hey, if that makes you feel better, hey, you go right ahead and wear want. it. Yeah. And, and, and if you don't want your kid to wear the mask, then, then you see, opt out. But see, they're not gonna like that because they're mad that they have to that they're doing something and you're not. This is because what they're really yeah. upset. But they're about but they're also absolving themselves. Obeying. But That's they're what they're upset. They want you to obey. They're absolving themselves of legal liability as well. Sure. Well, yeah. You know, yes, by sure. giving parents that option. Is it the like not is it mandatory reading of the Democrat to read 1984? I, I don't understand. Like you see it on every policy that they're well, making. Animal Farm like they, used to be oh, required. Is Animal Farm still required? Is Animal Farm still required? Because they're that making was required. fun of animals, so I doubt that's. Well, that was required reading right. in middle or high school. In middle school, I remember. But it was pretty early on. Well, I, I remember watching the cartoon. I remember watching. I, yeah, the, I love that, that cartoon. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did a great job. I with think that. we did the book, and then you got, and then they did the movie right, or something. Right, right, right. But again, Democrats are the only party now that is just is purposely asking for your papers and like every single <laughs> event yeah. that's happening they yeah. want to see your papers to get into the airport they want to see your papers to be able to go to the restaurant but they want they don't want papers to go no. see to go vote not if you're gonna vote Ooh, no. no if you're brown and you don't you want to vote you don't have to show papers to me the documentary i'm dying to see is how the liberals the hippie movement of the 70s, which was very anti-government, very much like, leave me alone, let us live our lives, you know, stay out of our way, Yeah. basically did a complete 180 yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, in a matter of 30 to 40 years um, and have become the, the truly fascist party um, that we see today. Yeah. Well, you know what happened is that some of those hippies of the 60s became CEOs of today. Yeah, yeah. And in reality, those people um, that were, when they were throwing off government, like, like that's very American, right? Like, yeah. small government, leave me alone, don't push, you know. Don't talk to me. Don't push yeah. morality on me or whatever. I mean, like, that's kind of pretty American. But what they were really doing was they were pushing back on morality. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. See, if you think right. about it, back then, like, they'd call out the state, they'd call out the state police if you right, gyrated was, your hips at a kind yeah. of, sure. you know. It was I mean, sex, yeah, it was yeah. drugs. Yeah, the doors, the doors yeah. were on a concert, roll. and they would call yeah. the cops or whatever, and you'd get arrested. Yeah, you know? so we've all seen the so, movie Footloose. So that was just here in Tampa. That was, <laughs> that was when the government was still kind of, you know, really, real. like, really, like, enforcing a lot of morality. Like, you yeah. had these moral laws almost, right? Right, right, right. And so, really, what the, the kids of the 60s were pushing back on was morality. Well, those people became CEOs of banks. Right. And insurance companies. And politicians. And politicians. And, and yeah. now you're now people wonder, you know, why are they doing what they're doing? Well, because this is who they were back then too. Right. Yeah. Well, again, so uh, thank you for watching The Yard Sign. Uh, again, chock full of topics today. But nonetheless, we're going to close out today's show with our favorite kind of go roundabout uh, the, uh, part of the show where we all talk about the one story we didn't get to on today's show. Um, being that there's three of us, it's going to be a short list, hopefully. So let's go ahead and start at, uh, let me see, how many? How much time are we in here? Um, <laughs> I, mine can be very quick. Mine can be very quick. Okay. You don't have to, you don't have to time it. I'm, 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 Joe's up I'm, first. Here I'm, we go. I'm, I'm watching, I forget what it's called, like RL95 or whatever crap name they give to them or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm watching a couple of uh, storms that are out in the Atlantic or whatever just because I get these updates or whatever. And every time that email pops up, I'm like, oh, please, no. I don't <laughs> want to have to, you know, activate the emergency management policy and all, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, we have to go through. So I'm just watching that, but so far it looks okay. But we're still not out of the water yet for hurricane season. Uh, so. 
couple storms that are out there. Only about let's, let's what? Hope, about 30, 45 days left? Let's hope. Uh, I think uh, it's November, right? Yeah, mid-November. Is Basically it November? November oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully we, yeah. we get through this without another one of those. Um, right. Yeah. Enable. Huh. What yes. story did we miss? Um, really, I was more, more concerned about what happened over the weekend, which was the closing ceremonies of the Olympics. And I was very happy to see that the U.S. pulled it out at the end, for crying out loud. On medal count and, and medal, gold, right? The medal count, we were good for a very yeah, long time. And gold, right? It was the gold count that I was concerned about, that we were going to be playing second fiddle to China. And honestly, if we're second fiddle to China, just stay there. Like, Only. don't even come back. <laughs> I got super upset. And again, and you know what? This is, I think, the first time in the Olympics history that in the U.S. team, more female um, competitors and athletes won more medals than men. So I'm go there for team girls. And I think that was really cool for that situation to occur. I think a lot of other additional... Uh, oh, someone has their, their sound off. <laughs> yeah, mm. That was my timer. <laughs> you see how much time I had left? Oh, this whole time. I yield back my time you to the gentleman. You have way too much time. To the gentleman Joe. from West Tampa. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's true. And so I think that's what I was looking forward to, and I, I'm pretty happy for it. Also, the, the cauldron of fire that the Japanese have is exactly what you would think the Japanese would do. It turns into like a spaceship and like flies away. It's really cool. I liked it. Have they ever been to the moon? No. No, no they haven't. No. Hmm. 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 <laughs> can keep dreaming. Hmm. Well, but I, I think Been we also saw the, the emergence of a lot of new sports that allowed for more women to compete. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... Mm. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. Break that down. Well, no, you saw... What, like, sp what sport was was added on that just focused on women? No, not just women. I'm saying that it opened up the opportunities for men and women. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is that that opened up the opportunity for more women to be able to compete in more sports, not exclusively. So wouldn't women. that also add additional men to that sport as well? Well, yeah, but it didn't. It, it doesn't guarantee an outcome. Again, what sport in the Olympics is just for men. What sport is just for men? Yeah, baseball. All, there's all. there's a there's a softball version of that for women. Okay, I mean, there's 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 sports out there that are just for men. That's I mean, a good point. are there? I'm not sure. What they I'm are. just saying that in terms of performance, you know, we we you know we came we came out ahead in stuff like the BMX bikes. <laughs> I know you are. I see you over there. <laughs> but because the BMX sports but, but, doesn't but, have a women's but, version, but, but no. But softball, but, but softball but, wouldn't be the female version of baseball. It is the female version. Of okay, baseball. no, no, softball, softball. Are you telling baseball, me that there? Are you telling me yes, that there are women? There's, there's an official women's league of baseball that is not. Yeah, but there's also. The same version. But there is are there, women's sports there? synchronized swimming. There's no men's synchronized swimming. Yeah, but there's a mix. No, there isn't. No, yes, I don't there, think is. there is. There is mixed. Is there? Yes. I don't think no, there so. is. But still, you don't no. have a whole team of guys no, out think, there, yeah. you know, dancing no. the yeah. uptown yeah. funk. But in that's the, in the been pool. in the Olympics for, <laughs> for like 10 cycles now. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, but I actually I'm, watched the synchronized swimming. It's called Isn't it legit? It's called aerobatics, or it's called they've changed the name, artistic yeah. swimming. Yeah, artistic they've, swimming. they've changed the name. I think it's called artistic swimming because my wife and I watched it last night on replay. My point being was it wasn't so much about the gender as the fact that we are traditionally so dominant in so many sports, but the introduction of new sports kind of leveled the playing field, you know, because again, we saw this three on three basketball, which the men were terrible at, the women were great were at, at, you know, and so we saw the introduction of surfing as a sport. Again, the, right. the you know, the men and the women won medals. There there. is a there the is, BMX biking, you know, BMX biking was. That is comp that ir there is an event that's more than co ed. I think it's like there is no recognition of male and female. And that was the other one I was watching last night which yeah. is equestrian right because the horse is the athlete mm -hmm. 
really. Right? Oh, yeah. The horse is right. the athlete. Yeah, it's not men's or women's. That's right. Because yeah. I was asking, I was like, well, is this the women's event or the men's event? And because because the United States had, had I think, well, like let's two, check. Women, had two women. Had two, had two women and a, they had two women and a, and a man, I think, yeah. or whatever. Anyway, because the horse is the athlete. It's not. It's not divvied out by by the sexes. Um, <laughs> Let's check in on Mr. Ed. The one. The one. The one. The one. Uh, the the one disappointing thing that that I saw, unfortunately, was that the because I shot competitively in high school and in college was that the Chinese female for the women's sport the the Chinese female beat out the American female in um, shooting. Really? Yeah. yeah. I thought we'd won the gold in that. Yeah. Um, well, we or were won, there multiple events? Well, the male, there are the, multiple. It, the men. Well, it came down to the United States and China both times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the man won for 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 men. And there's multiple shooting events, but anyway, the is man. Is the, the, one the, of them? The the uh, <laughs> the the American won. The American won the men's, <laughs> and and the Chinese won the females. And then I think America won the team. Event okay. perhaps. I was, yeah, I was very confused about um, the shit because there's like there's like twenty medals in that one. There's different. There's a well, lot yeah, there's well, I love the one meme. I love the one meme that really got around about the shooting event, which yeah. was which was the girl Why shooting single handedly. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, shooting this huge gun single handed. Yeah, and are... and you had some guy criticizing her for yeah. shooting it that way. Yeah, and yeah. It's like eh, she kind of just won an Olympic medal. Yeah, <laughs> you know? people don't understand when you yeah. look when you see the rifles and the pistols for competitive shooting. What people don't understand is they're like. They're made for competitive shooting. They're right. not made. They're actually designed for pure accuracy. They're not mm-hmm. designed for yeah. Yeah. combat or yeah, yeah. self-defense. Yeah. So or, they look right. really funky, and they're, yeah. they're like all adjustable and everything. Oh, they have like they have like face masks on yeah, the side. Yeah, you it's cover your. A lot. Some shooters like to cover the one eye so they can keep both eyes open, but they're only looking through the one, so you're not squinting. Right. So they do all sorts of different things to customize themselves, and wear leather jackets and coats, and they're all like you know it's. Yeah. So yeah, I'm more complicated than you. Can no, imagine. it's it's very interesting. It's a very interesting topic. But again, at the end of the day, what I'm looking forward to this week is being told uh, where are my papers when it comes to being uh, having the vaccine or not. So I'm, this, I'm excited. I think this if this keeps up twirling, I want to see Enable doing that event where you twirl the this the baton with the streamer on it. You know that one? Oh, you're a rhythmic gymnastics. rhythmic I want to wear a onesie that has sparkles. Oh, you I had me a onesie. <laughs> so <laughs> one ticket already sold. That's right. Um, uh, well, and uh, to wrap this up again. So for for me, I would say, um, uh, as I mentioned last week. So I finally actually binge watched uh, Cocaine Cowboys, Kings of Miami. Um, oh. And despite Billy Corbin's uh, politics, who is uh, he's very liberal, um, he did the original Cocaine Cowboys. He did uh, ESPN's Thirty for Thirty about the U and the U Part Two. Um, not bad. I mean, I, I, I mean, the quality of the documentary was okay, but the story is unbelievable. It's one of the largest narcotics cases in the country. These guys were literally involve cowboys. Like, well, no. Like, the, so the whole reason I mean, that I'm the, just curious. I, I didn't no, know. Yeah, I didn't no, know if there was a question. connection between yeah. like. Texas and Miami, right. and they were using like legit cowboys. Like no, so the whole name about the cocaine cowboys was because the smugglers who used to fly the planes okay. um, would actually dress up in basically in cowboy gear. They would wear cowboy boots and b- big belt buckles and cowboy hats, and you know, and these were the smugglers uh, that were running these planes from the Latin America, um, you know, into the United gotcha. States. Okay, and that's how they got the name cocaine cowboys gotcha. because if you ever went to any of these little municipal airports. 
um, you know, uh, and they happen to be there fueling up, hanging out, whatever. I mean, they were dressed, they looked like cowboys. And they felt like it was an outfit that somehow was like, yeah, took your attention off of it. Like, no, obviously it's it was very noticeable. No, it was actually more of an inclusionary thing. It was like, because all of a sudden you were part of that group. You were part of that. Like, they knew because it was, you're wearing cowboy boots, but you're also wearing like a $20,000 <laughs> Rolex and you're also wearing, gotcha. you know, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're wearing yeah. gold chains. Uniform. And, it was yeah, their uniform. Exactly. It was their uniform. Cool. And so, <laughs> Anibal, obviously, very, very intrigued. Yes. Very, um, very. The other thing uh, I would also want to uh, have people uh, look look into is um, a fascinating fact that I actually came across uh, listening to Joe Rogan podcast. Um, but it's, uh, it's a fun rabbit hole to go down if you want to look at the ESG scores that companies are now working towards. Um, and ESG standing for environmental, social, uh, uh, I think it's uh, governance. Yeah, so environmental and environmental social governance, and and basically, yeah, it's it's based on the company's investment in the environment, you know, carbon credits, all that nonsense, um, and also you know how they treat social issues, you know, BLM, LGBTQ, all that kind of stuff, and 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 how hedge funds investors are now looking at these ESG scores to determine which companies they want to invest in, and so um, yeah, it's it's one of these kind of crazy underground kind of things that's happening and it's just you know, starting to big, surface. Only big businesses had time for that crap. Like, yeah. who, who has the money to, like, pay to have a person? That's mm -hmm. a 100K job where a person sits in an office and just, like, figures out how you can be, like, more... Sure. Inclusive, whatever the heck. Well, that's that means, the thing. They call it, you know, they call it community affairs, or they'll call it, you know, they have some some like some nondescript yeah. name for it. You know, a community involvement, community engagement. You know, they Which all they have could, it. And they the Bucks only, have it. Yeah. The the Lightning. And they're have only it. allowed to hire and, a non cisgendered female from some form of <laughs> yeah. oppressed zone. Well, but they the also parents. determine like where does where do all their nonprofit funds go, right? Yeah. And how I feel do they like that actually up? ruins a lot of. Um, I bet you there's a lot of companies that use to give a lot of money to different causes mm -hmm. and they've had to back up and say forget it because they don't want to get cornered and it's like sure. oh you gave to a pro-life group or oh you yeah. gave to this so they just pull back and say you know what screw well, it but that's we're happened gonna, that's absolutely happened. we're not oh, going to yeah, give public, any money we're, because it's politicized we're just yeah. going to take our money and we're going to do something else yeah now every yeah. well to go to what an evil said now every cycle it's become oh who is public's donated to mm -hmm. and yeah, they start yeah. to you know and so exactly. public's all of a sudden is under the gun you know because they're they donated to this group and that group or this candidate and that candidate you know remember how much flack they got for supporting Adam Putnam uh, yeah, for governor. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, even even last year when they gave to the governor's uh, re-election campaign and then like three months later, the governor rolls out the vaccines in public um, supermarkets. Yeah, and they try and to then say, people try to say, oh, it's a connection backwards. No, yeah, it's not. They try to say it was a hookup. You have hook no up. idea it's what like, you're talking about. It's like, dude, I mean, so are you saying you don't want Publix to be able to carry it because there's no other... No. There's no other uh, chain store in Florida with as much reach. Like, why would you not want that? Democrats do not care about I think poor they, people. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, I think Walgreens and CVS was first. Yes, they were. And then maybe Walmart, and then Publix, or something like that. Again, like Publix this wasn't even number this one. This election cycle and this vac and this whole um, um, pandemic has really shown the Democratic Party is a bunch of uh, let me eat my cake. 
That's all you're seeing all around from Chicago to California to New York, even in, in parts of Tampa, that it's only the elites, Democrats, that right. they know what's best for yeah, you. And it's they only know okay for them to do yes. it. Nobody else can the, do it. And again, I'll go back to it with the, with the party in, the, in Martha's Vineyard. The reason why they thought they were allowed to get away with it is because the majority of people that are being invited are very, in, 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 was it? intellectual Democrats that were obviously already with the vaccine. Yeah. And so because of that, they didn't have to worry about it. And the people that were at that party, 200 plus people were at that party. And these are like movers and shakers of big industries, not wearing masks. They don't give a damn about what's going on because Martha's Vineyard. And the, as long as you have the money, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, th uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, Obama was getting ready to have this huge party. Mm -hmm. And I think it only got canceled because... No, it didn't okay. get canceled. No, and okay. It got... It got scaled, scaled back. Down. Did it really get scaled back due to COVID, or did it get scaled back because it became public? It I think they just trimmed out. Public. Well, but I just think they trimmed out the politicians. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they could save face. So the politicians um, didn't have to deal so with So the politicians didn't have to deal with the blowback and all the yeah. celebrities and all that were John shit. Legend, uh, his wife, Alicia Keys. Uh, allegedly, Eric Holder was there. Um, was it Dwan Wade was there? Bradley Cooper was there. Steve uh, Steven Spielberg, uh, Cobain was. I there. thought it was just Crazy. family. Well, now I thought they said they scaled it back no, to family, no, so no, they no. really didn't scale. Yeah. So they said they scaled it back, but they again they just trimmed they trimmed all the politicians. They went from seven hundred to five hundred. It's yeah, a bunch. It was much. a bunch of last rich, thing, a bunch I, of one percenters. Last yeah. thing I want to say about Obama's house on Martha's Vineyard is that on the water, on the water, is yeah. that when when people talk about all this, you know, global warming and ice melting and all this, it's like, guys, do you think that President Obama spent eleven million dollar for a waterfront <laughs> We've property? We've talked about this. Have we? Okay. Yeah. For, have, for a waterfront property, if he really believed that there there was a threat. And, yeah. and and lastly, I don't. I'm assuming he paid cash. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Maybe he has a mortgage. But do you really think that banks would loan money to people to buy waterfront property if they thought that in the next five or ten years, as yeah. AOC yep. says, it's going to be underwater? Yep. No. Right. They're still building in Miami. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're still insuring properties on the water. They're still insuring it. You can still get insurance. I mean, you can't get uh, hurricane well, insurance. I was but, to say, hurricane insurance. <laughs> well, everything but, uh, in Miami is cat five. You know, right? <laughs> I mean, right? No, but seriously, unless you, have a, like, unless you have a... People's doghouse is like to code, you know, like cat right. five doghouse. Uh, there's a lot of things in Miami that are not up to code. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not even get started We're on that. All right. Thank you again, everybody, for watching The Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. Thank you again to Anibal David Cabrera, Joe Wicker, uh, for joining me today. Again, we'd love to hear from you in regards to what topics we should be discussing on the show. You can leave it here in the comments or shoot us a message on any of our social media accounts. Don't forget, you can find the video version of this show on Facebook and YouTube, and you can also get the audio version of this show over at the Tech Overlords for the time being at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. Uh, on behalf of my friends over here, I'm Johnny Torres. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you back here next Monday. Have a great night, everybody. Bear, bear, bear. <laughs>